0: good morning Um, and happy Resurrection Day. I have good news of great joy that is for all people. Jesus died and he changed everything with his resurrection. He destroyed death, sin and sickness. He set the captives free. He cleansed us from sin and he reconciled us to God through his blood. Jesus is the son of the living God. He was the spotless lamb whose blood was shed for the sin of the world. He is the singular desire of every heart. His goodness is limitless. His He's perfect love. He's the way. He's the truth and the life. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. And by him are all things held together. His name is above every other name. He is alive. And one day he is coming back and at his name every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Wow! I'm going to be saying a lot of wows today and I just want to encourage you to feel free to join in with me and get some wows out loud as you watch this from your home. So what does Resurrection Day, what does that mean then? Well, it means that I was co-crucified with Christ. I was buried with him. I am raised to a completely new life in him. I am forgiven. And God did not just pull me out of sin. He pulled sin out of me. My sin is removed as far as the east is from the west. It's got no power over me. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I was the joy that was set before Jesus at the cross. He died for me and he wants an intimate love relationship with me. Thanks to Jesus, I am one with God. I'm not just free. I belong to God. I am adopted as a son with a completely new identity. I am a joint heir with Jesus, meaning that I get an equal share with him. What Jesus gets, I get too. And death isn't the end for me. It is a new beginning because I get to spend eternity with God. Wow, thank you Jesus. So today we're just going to be looking at the Easter story. It is so full of miracles and incredible facts that really just blow me away. And I I would just really encourage you to take some time today to reread the Easter story for yourself. Right from the preparation of the Passover meal with his um, disciples up to Jesus uh, ascending. It is the greatest story ever told and what I want to do today is to just pull out a few reminders from this incredible uh, Easter story. There are so many and so we don't have time today to go into all of them. I just wanted to really touch upon some of the things that have Impacted me, and that I have been thinking about as I've um, really just been preparing to share with you guys today. So, first of all, the new covenant during the Passover meal that Jesus had with his disciples, he made a new covenant. Now, this is so important that three of the four Gospels mention it. And Jesus, if you remember, he broke the bread and then he took the cup, the the wine, and he, he said, "This cup is poured out for you. It is the new covenant." In my blood now, God always intended to establish a new covenant with His people that would be different from the one that He made with Old Moses and Israel um, following the Exodus from Egypt. And it was prophesied about in Jeremiah. And God has always wanted a people that he can be up close and personal with Um, and Jesus' sacrifice made that possible it was a once and for all so we have no more animal sacrifice thank you Jesus Um, and 1 John 2, 2 says that he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins and not only for ours but also for the sins of the whole world so God established a new covenant in which sins are forgiven, and we are no longer under the law, but under grace. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death. So what was it that killed Jesus? It was our sins. He didn't sin, so it wasn't his cross. It was mine, it was yours. Um, 2 Corinthians 5.21 says that he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. So God put the sins of humanity on Jesus and when you're in covenant with someone in the biblical sense then you share everything with that person. So what uh, he owns I own and vice versa. So Jesus entered into a covenant on the cross so we're joined to him there. He becomes one with us and then our sins become his. Um, And God died to be with his children because he wants to be with his children. He is the initiator of the relationship. He's madly in love with the world, um, the ones who know him and the ones who don't. He loved the world before he sent Jesus, but he loved the world so much that he entered into a covenant with us. Um, and Jesus went to the cross and we get what Jesus has. We benefit from all that he has. Colossians 1.13 tells us that he, for he, Jesus, rescued us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. Um, so we're not just saved from sin. We have been rescued from a realm of darkness, a path of death. And all the stuff, death, like all the stuff that's resulted from sin. And we've been put onto a path of life and into a kingdom where Jesus is king. He's Lord. He's made us alive. He's raised us up with him and we are seated with him in heavenly places. Wow. And the other thing that is just absolutely phenomenal is, I mean, that is enough to just sit and just wow on that all day. But the thing that is incredible is the extreme love on display that we see, the the extreme love on display by Jesus um, and by the Father. So Jesus never stopped loving and doing what the Father showed and asked him to do. One example that always amazes me is when the high priest's servant's ear uh, gets chopped off in the Garden of Gethsemane. Now three um, of the four gospels tell us an account of this and Luke says that Jesus uh, touched his ear and healed him, meaning that his ear grew back. Now it doesn't say that he they looked around in the dark on the ground for it to get the original ear, to then like pick it up and like pray for it to be like, you know, stitched back on miraculously. This was and a completely creative miracle where a brand new ear was formed where the one that was you know the one that was missing was replaced and um, so Jesus you know he was about to be arrested he knew what was coming next and um, yet he stopped for the one in front of him and he showed his and the father's incredible love in that moment wow Um, And I'm not going to go into details um, on these other two, but when Jesus interacted with the thief on the cross uh, beside him who asked him to remember him when he comes into his kingdom, what incredible love that was just on display in that moment. And then again, um, when the concern that Jesus has for his wee mum, you know, he is on the cross, he's dying, but he wanted to make sure that uh, John looked after her. So Jesus knew he was going to be arrested um, and whipped and crucified and yet he yielded to the plan which was that he was going to forgive the you know the whole world's sins and um, that was the plan that he went he went through and he surrendered to that so that he could have me and so that he could have you and that is extreme love on display wow um, and then the love of the Father is just extraordinary in this incredible, incredible story. So Jesus um, is the one who said, I am in my Father and my Father is in me. So that's how deep their love is for each other. He also said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. And I just want to say as an aside, if your view of God is nothing like Jesus, then you've got the wrong view of God. And... Um, When Jesus is on the cross, um, just before um, he's about to die, he says in Matthew 27, 46, it says this, about the ninth hour, Jesus cried out with a loud voice saying, Eli, Eli, lema sabachthani. That is my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Now, I just really want to clear up some untruths that we've maybe been taught in the body of Christ. Um, There are two things happening here. Firstly, it was a custom of the Jews when they quoted large portions of Scripture to mention only the first few verses or words of a passage, which meant you need to now consider the whole Psalm. And um, for those standing around the cross, they would have recognised that Jesus was quoting Psalm twenty-two because they would have understood, um, you know, that, that. I mean, the thing is that was a song that would have been. They would have used the psalms to sing in the synagogue so the people standing around would have understood that Jesus meant to apply that whole psalm to himself. So I just want to encourage you, feel free to read it in your own time, we're not going to look at it today, but Jesus is the fulfilment of that prophecy and it is accurately mind-blowing. So that's the first thing um, that was happening but just before we move on to what else was happening when Jesus said that, let's just read a few verses together. So John 8 And verses 28 to 29. So Jesus said to them, When you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am he, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak, just as the Father has taught me. And he who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. And then John 16 and verse 32, this is Jesus talking to his disciples. He says, and behold, the hour is coming. Indeed, it has come when you will be scattered each to his own home and will leave me alone. Yet I am not alone for the father is with me. So the, the, what else was happening here on the cross when Jesus said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Is that Jesus felt forsaken. He entered into the full feeling of separation. He became sin. He felt the consequences of sin, but he was without sin. So God the Father did not abandon him, but he allowed him in his humanity to fully experience the trauma of sin. Jesus was expressing on the cross at that moment his actual feeling of abandonment when he asked the question, why? But if we're to believe what Jesus said just in John 8 that we read there, that he he was saying these words because the Father taught him to. And all the verses that we've just read show us that he was not separated from the Father. He was still fully connected to the Father. He was still filled with the Holy Spirit. Neither of them suddenly jumped out of Jesus on the cross. Um, he felt separation um, in the human condition, but the se- the Trinity is inseparable. So Jesus died a physical death. He didn't die a spiritual death. He was never cut off from the Trinity. The full Trinity was involved in the death and resurrection of Jesus. Let me say that again. The full Trinity was involved in the death and the resurrection of Jesus. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 says that in Christ... God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. So Father God never left Jesus. He was fully involved and right there on the cross with him. What incredible love. Wow. And when we read the Gospels, I really encourage you to do that this, this Easter weekend, and um, Two of the gospel accounts tell us um, about the centurion that was at the cross who saw it turn dark for three hours, who saw the earthquake and everything that took place and the way that Jesus died and he was frightened. And he said, truly, this man was the son of God. Um, I just think it's incredible that we get to read his response. And I like to think that the centurion when he heard that Jesus had been raised from the dead, that he too chose to follow him. But we we don't know, it doesn't tell us what happens next for him. So we know that the stone was rolled away. Um, We know that Jesus resurrected and is alive. He appeared to his disciples um, over the course of 40 days he was showing up in rooms with locked doors, eating food with them and teaching them about the kingdom of God. And I love in John 20, 29, this is when Jesus um, is speaking to Thomas. So Thomas has missed out seeing Jesus the first time he appears to the disciples. And so this is the next time when Jesus appears in the room. And Jesus says to Thomas, have you believed because you have seen me? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. So this verse, I just think, oh wow, this verse is talking about me because I've not seen and I have believed. But what about you? What is your response? You know that you um, were the joy that was set before Jesus at the cross. He went through what he did gladly so that he could have you for all of eternity. The incredible news is that Jesus is coming back again and he will establish a new earth and new heavens. And the Bible tells us that God is not late with his promise to return but his delay it shows that he has just this loving patience that he has towards us because he doesn't want anyone to perish but all to come to repentance. He wants as many names as possible written in the book of life and not thrown into the lake of fire. And Apostle Paul, when he was explaining like, what is it that's necessary to um, be saved, He says in Romans 10, 9, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And so I just want to ask you this question. What if you fully embraced what Jesus has done for you today? There's no time like the present. Today is resurrection day. The verse we've just read says that we have to believe that God raised Jesus from the dead and confess Jesus as Lord. Um, if, you, if you've had enough in, with the way that you've been living, if you want to start a new life with Jesus today, um, where you know that you've been forgiven, that you've been set free, that you've been brought into God's family, then I just want to encourage you to pray aloud with me right now. and We're just going to pray together. So Father God, I believe that you raised Jesus from the dead. Thank you for the new covenant in Jesus' blood, and that you want to be up close and personal with me. Jesus, I confess and receive you as Lord of my life. Forgive me of all sin. I open wide my heart And I ask you, Jesus, to come in. Make everything new. Make me whole and fill me with your Holy Spirit. Amen. So if you have prayed that along with me for the first time or that you've done that, it really is a prayer of sort of remembrance or just wanting to recommit your life to Jesus I would love to hear from you and we would love to help you um, on your journey so feel free to send us a direct message through Facebook and also we have an online alpha course which is starting on the 13th of April Um, so if you'd like to continue your journey with Jesus or if you want to actually find out more about him then this is a really great way of doing that from the comfort of your own home. Um, So feel free to come along on your own, bring a friend, bring a family member or invite a friend or a family member. Um, But otherwise have an incredible resurrection day celebrating the good news of great joy that is for all people. His name is Jesus and he is alive. Wow!